This is the Red on Red podcast on redfm.ie. This week on the podcast, we're talking with members of Cork Electronic and Indie Label Slash Collective, Hausu. If it's true. 
out of my ashes, Lee side. Alex Goff with the absolute bop of the week there with Afraid of Money and Ghost King is Dead with Hollow. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday via redfm.ie as well as iTunes, Google Podcasts and other podcasting platforms. My name is Mike McGrath-Brien and for the next hour or so we're going to be chatting in studio with members of new Cork label and collective Houseu about their artist's new music and exploits. There's a couple of the lads in the room there this week and we'll get to introducing each of them uh, in their own due time but joining us first is collective member and creator under the name Automatic Blue Drew Lenehan Drew how's it going buddy? Good how are you? Grand now you've had a busy time of it in recent weeks there's been an absolute plethora of stuff that's been kind of making the rounds of press as well as last weekend's gaff house party yeah. a kind of listening party for the uh, for the swathe of upcoming material like what's it been like to be just kind of in the centre of everything happening as it has been? Uh, it's been it's been pretty nice it's been nice to have things that are happening anyway being able to organise the gaff party and being able to put everybody's music and represent it there and just have people come down who are interested who want to actually like kind of be a part of it and enjoy the music was really nice for those of us that missed it or weren't privy to what's going on with Houseu give us a bit of an insight to the vibe that was happening there kind of what was the the concept behind you know a gaff listening party it was very uh, it was DIY and we were just trying to kind of get people to come in without too much pressure and just have fun really it was it was organized for about two weeks just had it in my house at decorations we were displaying artwork uh, Neil and Emer's stuff was up on the wall and we played some of the music to people uh, three upcoming EPs that we have mm. and then a few other unreleased tracks and it was just about kind of sharing an experience with people as a collective getting getting to be able to kind of connect with people in the community and we'll be hearing some of this new unreleased material throughout the podcast and we'll be discussing it a little bit later on. But first of all, yourself, Drew, you come from Cork's all-ages music scene, the kind of the few mm. bands that were doing the rounds about two, three years ago, Screwjacks, Repeater, etc. Maybe give us a little bit of background into how you got into music and where the idea for Automatic Blue came from. Um, well, I've always, I've always been into music since I was very young. I didn't start playing music until I was about uh, 15, I think I started on bass, and then I started playing guitar when I was 16, and I kind of always wanted to be in a, a punk band, uh, funny enough, and uh, I started that punk band when I came here, I moved here when I was 18, back from America, and the uh, band didn't go too well, so we decided that, you know... That sh- first band never goes well, you're no, grand. No, no, <laughs> yeah, second band, I think, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but we started... Um, we started using electronics then because we figured they couldn't make mistakes live. And uh, that's kind of how Repeater came out of that. And me and Jack at the time, we were living in um, we were living in a house on... Jack Corrigan, this Col- is. Yeah, uh, actual acid. As mm. you we'll be talking know. to him in a little while. Yeah. And uh, he was... Me and him were living in Gaff and we were listening to a lot of electronic music, a lot of hip-hop music, and that sort of informed Repeater. And with Automatic Blue, I suppose I was always writing kind of songs. I, I try not to do things with too much melody, but I, I kind of I enjoy writing a nice hook every once in a while and that's kind of what that came out of it was kind of the other side of why I like doing musically Hook play is important to your creative process obviously and this has kind of been really kind of conveyed in the EP that you have coming up I've been sent some pre-listens and it's really good really really polished and it really just it really stands on its merits in terms of what you're looking to do you're you're really able to convey what you're going for thank you Um, but what was the process like of kind of collecting these ideas and putting them 
in a body of work this time because like the lines are a lot more blurred now between you know single release to EP release to album release whereas now it's just maybe like you know uh, a compilation of things that would have existed mm-hmm. on their own which yeah. is increasingly the case with first EPs for bands well with this EP it was actually funny because um, I hadn't written anything in a really really long time and uh, one of the tracks on it I think the opening track that, that song's about two or three years old it was originally going to be a repeater track but I decided to keep it for myself because it was um is very like melodic and there's a lot of nice hooks I just thought would fit in better with the new stuff I was trying to do with Automatic Blue and um, with this new EP I like I wrote I wrote the three other songs in, in about a day and then I brought in a few people to feature and I haven't written anything since then What's the process then? Because there's such um, a commonality of different musicians and personnel between projects in House 2 mm-hmm. that's literally why it exists is to give different facets of people's uh, artistic ability uh, a place to shine mm-hmm. What is the process of apportioning ideas to different projects? How do you decide what you get to keep for yourself and so forth? Um, I guess it, I guess it depends with who who contributes the most to whatever track would be kind of shared between artists. Um, I suppose there isn't any real kind of way of deciding that. I guess it's decided more kind of it, it varies from track to track. The end goal of Houseu is to collectivize and essentially create the infrastructure for yourselves that you need in order to get yourselves forward mm-hmm. uh, whether it, it's the music output or the aesthetic uh, end of it which is conveyed very ably by the photographers that contributed to the piece in Totally Cork this month mm-hmm. um, what's it been like to see how to kind of come together and what was the process like of getting it from square one um, it's been great we're all I think we're all like-minded people so once we started kind of talking to each other about doing something collectively I think it really just kind of stemmed from realizing that we were a bunch of friends and we were all you know talented and wanted to do something more with those talents and just kind of bring that together uh, sharing ideas ideas, uh, sharing kind of like aspirations and trying to work towards that same goal together we'll discuss how Sue's continued growth momentarily uh, this week's playlist has not been one individual compiling it as is the usual um, format for the show but it has been a collective effort with everybody kind of throwing in newly released material, unreleased material and tracks from associated artists. Um, we heard earlier from Alex Goff with Afraid of Money and Houseu collective member Ghost King is Dead. And Ghost King also appears on this upcoming track of yours, uh, Boy mm-hmm. Toy. Yeah. What was the process of writing it and for his end, contributions, etc.? How much leeway did you give him or what was working with him on that track like? Um, well, for him, it was he he wrote his part just in the studio. I had a, I had a verse free for him, and like you know, Matt, he he just kind of he wrote it and he recorded it within like the same fifteen minutes, and it was great. I thought. How do you manage that spontaneity of creativity? I suppose I, I didn't really give him a, a lot of time to prepare it, so he kind of had to be spontaneous for that one. Oh, the challenge! Yeah, that's <laughs> the one. Uh, you also have Yankee with Lander. Oh yeah, it's, um, that's a great track. Yankee, uh, I mean, Graham's been doing doing music for a while now and he just kind of came out of nowhere really for us with uh, Are You Alright, which is a brilliant track and then he followed it up with Lander, which I think is fantastic. It's a great sound. It's really hip-hop influenced. I think, it, I think it's a great track. We'll hear from Yankee momentarily but we'll get straight into it first with Automatic Blue with Ghost King is Dead, Boy Toy, here on Red on Red.
Yankee with Lander here on Red on Red, still joined in studio by members of the Houseu Collective, uh, Cork's newest electronic slash indie label. For more information, check out Houseu Records on Twitter. Here now, talking to us about Houseu's aesthetic and design is graphic designer slash illustrator Neil O'Sullivan Green. Neil, how's it going, buddy? I'm good, thank you. Thanks very much. Maybe outline for us before we start chatting about your exact job description in Houseu because you wear a lot of hats. Yeah, I do. I do a good bit of stuff. Um, I'm a busy guy, um, but mainly I think of myself as an illustrator. I, I do a bit of concept art and graphic designer, um, but I'm also a member of the Ghost King Is Dead live band. How Sue obviously has led off very, very strongly with graphic design. A visual identity has been hugely important to its development. You mm. see it with the website. You see it with how it presents itself on social media. You see the content that Colum Cahalan, your PRO puts together externally to try and create that engagement and create that um, sense of community online and ex- expand upon the basic concept of, 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 of communality. Maybe talk to us a little bit about how yourself and others kind of settled on that aspect of what Houseu does. How important was it judged to be from the outset? Were there any ideas? Were you approached with a brief kind of what freedoms did you have with um, coming up with an identity for it? So when coming for identity for Houseu, it was more of a collaborative effort of just discussing it as friends in a circle and kind of throwing ideas out there and um, a lot of the branding was designed by Emer, uh, Emer Kiley in a, who's the other graphic, graphic designer and illustrator in Houseu. Um 
and she did she did fantastic work with the, with the uh, our new rebranding. Um, a big jump from from where we last were anyway. Um, Dropping the records, I find. Yeah. It's just how soon now as a as, yeah. a as an entity. Yeah, just because it's become much more inclusive with visual artists as well, so um, I think it makes more sense. You mentioned that it is more inclusive of visual artists as an end goal, as opposed to simply just appending a strong visual identity to music in order to get it over. What has been the process of including that as a standalone end goal, and what is the importance of the aesthetic arts to the Haosu Collective? Oh, I mean, visual art for Haosu is as important as I think album art is in general to any project. I mean, any any visual art um, for an album cover just brings the entire project to a close. You know, it makes it feel whole rather than just a set of songs thrown together. It, it, it makes it more of an experience. And I think that's something that, I don't know, it, it, it works for me anyway when I, when I think of doing album art for people and that sort of thing. Because you see it become even more important as time goes on in the Cork music scene. Yeah, where for sure, yeah. There's a big step up lately in, um, in a lot of artwork done by people around Cork City. Well, you just see even a lot of branding. I mean, mm. 10 years ago, there wasn't the cogency of branding that Cosmonaut Music have, where you have but Shane Horn. the accessibility Horn is there now as well. It is, I suppose, in that you have, you know, if you're a complete rank beginner, you have everything from Canva upwards. But there's, so, mu- there's so much there's um, there's so much out there now to learn so easily that anybody can do it as well. And with a little bit of training and guidance, anybody can, can become a good designer now, you know? Don't, uh, don't make me uh, take you up on that now. I might be coming <laughs> to you for advice on the matter. Um, but it is like it's been of increasing importance in the last 10 years or so to where it maybe got a start when we started seeing you know more considered band t-shirts coming mm. out from the bands that are now the kind of psych rock slash shoegaze scene in Cork City um, but we've like it's always been there to an extent aesthetic has always been important Cork youth culture has always had like a relationship with streetwear primetime clothing for example has been kind of successfully intertwining uh, Cork youth culture with streetwear for the last 25 or so years kind of outline the importance from where you see of aesthetic and design to the overall Cork scene um, I think it, it while the Cork scene feels you know still quite DIY and, and, and still young in a lot of senses when the aesthetic is more um, polished it makes it seem much more professional much more approachable I mean um, there's a big difference to when you, good band just in general, it, it, that, that's a good uh, example of this. Is, is this Ten Needs Guns an album they did 15 years ago? The album cover for it is just some drawing uh, their friend did for them. But in comparison to to like two years later, just like this professional illustrator's drawing and design of it, um, it's much more approachable. Even though the music is you know really really similar and pretty much the same, mm-hmm. um, it just changes how somebody can approach your music when when the design is more coherent. And it's especially important considering that image and album artwork is all front and centre when you're looking at music discovery outlets online. Yeah, I think I think when um, when, when people are searching for new music and, and they see something that's more... Um, that actually has something to say in its aesthetic, they get into it faster, I guess. Outside of your involvement in design and illustration for the scene, as you mentioned, you are the live guitarist for Ghost King is Dead. Matt Corrigan is not here to defend himself this Sadly, evening. Yeah. Um, but we heard from him earlier on with Hollow. Um, obviously, he's another boy in Haosu that has a lot of new stuff coming up. What is the creative process dealing with someone as, I suppose, as precocious as he is? Because I remember him coming up to me in the Camden Palace only a couple of years ago when he was 14, 15. And to see the development that he's taken on in recent years has been absolutely astounding. How do you keep up with a musical mind like that? And, you know, what is it like then to kind of take this stuff that he's coming out with and bash it out among yourselves as a band? Well, what's great about working with Matt, especially for the live stuff, because, you know, I work with him for all the visual, for a lot of the visual work in, in Ghost King's Dead, but for, for, the, for the music side of things, he's, you know, as always, very open to uh, our interpretation of what he's set up for us. Mm-hmm. So what he'll generally do is make is record the song in, in, in the studio and or in his, in his little getaway space, and he'll send it to us and, and we'll take our parts that we think fit us and we'll try to translate them so so if there's a string section in, in Fool for example and I think I can play that pretty well you know with my own style um, he'll absolutely let me go for it he's, he's definitely open to just letting us approach it how we want to is there a sense of frustration for him because he's so ambitious like you talk about playing string parts on guitar with an oh god no he's so open to anything really I mean like um you know, he lets me play the noise sections live. Like he, like he's really just open to how a, a live band can adapt his 
uh, studio recorded stuff. We'll hear from some more Hausu artists right now. We have something of a little kind of unpolished gem from members of Repeater. We have a new track of theirs, uh, Ashtray. Obviously with Hausu, a lot of you are kind of working in a distributed team. Everybody's leading their own lives. And I believe that you're just kind of having met the lads from Repeater only recently. Uh, yeah, about a month ago at this stage, I'd say. I suppose people 30 and down are used to working in distributed teams and used to that kind of impersonality uh, in working relationships to an extent. What's it like then, once you've been working together for so long, kind of in an online basis or via you know, tools like Slack, etc. What's it like then once you all get in the real world space? Do the ideas start kind of bouncing off each other? I guess it feels the same as it is because they're really just the guys that you expect they would be. Uh, which is really comforting to know. We have another house premiere also with uh, an Automatic Blue production of an instrumental, as yet untitled, Hasu Collective member Hassan Baker. Um, you've seen the development of Mothra from mm. your perspective as a Hasu Collective member. What do you make of it? What do you th- what, what do you make of what Hassan is doing regarding spoken word? And uh, I think it's thrilling. It's really, really interesting. It's really great stuff. I can't wait to see where he goes or um, the work he actually puts out from studio stuff. He's a really interesting fellow. He's really confident mm. as well, and it's really kind of exciting to see yeah, where and he might very, And he's very well-spoken, and he knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. Um, really, really good stuff. I can't wait to see it more. We'll hear from it momentarily, but first, this is Repeater with Ashtray here on Red on Red.
Mothra with Untitled New Instrumental here on Red on Red. Joining us now as part of this week's Hausu Collective Special is Jack Corgan, a.k.a. Actual Acid. Jack, how's it going, buddy? I'm good. How are you? That's about it all now. You've been creating music now as Actual Acid as a studio project alongside your involvement in bands like The Sunshine Factory over the last while. Kind of, how did you lurch from such a reverby, psyche, shoegaze-heavy prospect like The Sunshine Factory into what you're doing with Actual Acid? Yeah, I was just kind of getting into synthesizers, really. Like, that was the big, my first big mistake was getting that little microcork that I'm still using a lot, even gigging with the Sunshine Factory and then kind of, yeah, got on Ableton and Audacity as we were talking about and uh, yeah, I just stopped going outside for a good while and just kept making music, made music with Repeater, a lot of beats for Mothra who we just played, um, working with Luke, who we'll hear later, and uh, yeah, mastering Drew's album, doing just do, doing a lot of studio, staying in st- inside a lot and just my head stuck on my computer so it kind of turned into a really endeavour to find the weirdest noises possible and try and string them into poorly arranged songs that sound odd You've really tied in to Hausu's mission statement and you're kind of an important cog in the production of a lot of the solo artists involved maybe take us into how you got taken into Hausu by the other lads and kind of how you came to assume your role a little bit um, Well it started really it was when Midru and Hassan released the first Repeater EP last year, we had to, on DistroKid, they asked for a record label. So we said, you know, we'll just throw in something random for the name. And, and how did that come about, Hausu? It was the original, um, one of the tracks, Animal Mother, the original Ableton project file was Hausu. And if you look through my Ableton project file folder, it's just like nonsense words after each other. Like yeah. I never label anything properly. So we just pulled it randomly and then it kind of, I don't know, we liked the sound of it. And then when Matt was putting a sweet boy earlier this year, we kind of assembled the whole thing really quickly to coincide with that release and then kind of cemented it as a entity through Facebook and all this, the media stuff and kind of went down from there. We've kind of discussed the development of Hausu earlier on in the show, but we're looking at Hausu through the filter of what's going on at Cork at the minute, the importance of collectives collectivization we've seen in different genres people are pooling their resources whether it's the cutting heads collective with hip-hop or the paranoid beast with metal yourselves with electronic and now teletext with uh, instrumental prog etc maybe take us a little bit into your thoughts on how collectivization and the sharing economy so to speak has affected your approach to our creativity and your take on what can be done within the constraints of the cork scene and beyond well it just just makes perfect sense like for us kind of putting together how soon we just realized that we were able to do all these different things we could from point a to b with like a complete ep or an album in drew's case like we could do we could start with the songs and we could produce them ourselves and mix and master ourselves and then we could do the the marketing ourselves and we just said you know let's all do this with our friends instead of trying to go on the straight and narrow path and like yeah, I I can't wait to see what Teletext are up to, and I can't wait to like just kind of work with more people and more people around Cork and have collectives interacting with one another. It is very healthy in the talent supply end of things, even if you factor in venue turnover. But in all of the developments that Houseu has undertaken, there is obviously like a lot more ambition underneath it. This is obviously just the beginning of something for you. I believe the rebranding as Houseu. Uh, strictly Hausu as opposed to Hausu Records is stage two of a long-term goal that you and the lads have all kind of put together. Um, we've seen a little bit of that vision with Gaff Party and how the whole aesthetic has come together. Can you hazard a guess as to the, any future direction that Hausu might take, uh, whether it's musical or otherwise? Um, well, we are actually discussing the car right over how our next two kind of big projects for next year will be Luke's material and Hassan's Mothra material and they're going to be so polar apart like polar opposites they're completely different projects but we want to kind of plant those two flags as like the the real like strongest uh, directions that we're going to take in either in either way like Hassan's going to be very aggressive rap and Luke's going to be like like perfect pop music that's going to be incredible yeah and then we just want to 
fill in the gaps between those two and move forward with those. In terms of the infrastructure, obviously Cullum has been huge in terms of setting up things like a Discord server, setting mm. up demo sessions and so on and so forth. And having that sounding board to push off each other has been instrumental to the yeah. development of Housesuit. Absolutely. Um, but in terms of things like expanding into the live arena where you have experiences in producing gigs together, but not necessarily with Hausu as the as the flagship, yeah. is there going to be a move into like a monthly Hausu residency or some sort of other excursion in that well, regard? We definitely want to put, start putting on our own kind of nights and like we've done with our playlist selection today, like invite our friends to play with us, be it Yankee or Messing, you know, or the multitude of great bands around at the moment. Uh, yeah, we definitely want to start... I think the gaff party the other night was we were testing the waters and see what we could kind of get away with in terms of bringing people more into the fold and like just playing them on release stuff and yeah definitely doing that in a live gig environment is the next step for next year we'll be hearing from Messing momentarily um, but first we're going to premiere a track of yours an as yet untitled composition yeah um, maybe take us into what we can expect to hear over the next couple of minutes it's quite different to the Borums 500 my previous stuff I want to take each in the Boredom series to be like a completely different kind of uh, sound and aesthetic of its own so it's uh, yeah I think it's kind of dub influenced like techno psycho, psychedelic disco music you also have Messing with Bodies Messing yeah they're unbelievable we saw them play actually with Matthew there last week and yeah me and Drew were kind of gobsmacked we stood at the back of the room barely holding on to our points just like not understanding any of what we saw and uh, it's interesting because the music like doesn't do the live show justice and the live show doesn't do the music justice they're really really individually like fantastic at both kind of pursuits and it's just uh, yeah, it's a really interesting idea and it's an interesting approach cool we'll hear from them momentarily but first this is Actual Acid with an unreleased track here on Red on Red
with bodies here on Red on Red just to wrap up this week's Hausu Collective Special thanks a million to all the lads for coming in before we head away we're going to talk to a newer addition to the crew in Luke Aston, performing under the name Arthur Valentine where did Arthur Valentine come from? Um, so my middle name is Arthur it was the name of my great granddad um, and no you mind you Pardon? There's no you in Arthur Valentine, but that's the one I've been sent anyway. Yeah, that's for artistic reasons. <laughs> to try to look stylish. Arthur. <laughs> um, and so I've been kind of writing and producing with uh, Jack Actual Acid and Drew Automatic Blue for the past, shame to say, about three years. Um, and kind of under the moniker of Arthur the whole time. And I've always kind of been looking for something else to maybe add to the end, just um, for syllabic reasons, I guess. And I was... Um, trawling through um, one of my favourite Frank Sinatra albums um, and there was a credited producer whose name was um, Arthur Valentine uh, that producer in the early 50s I think or something like that 
uh, and it just kind of stuck out. As I mentioned earlier by Jack, your stuff goes in a far more kind of poppy direction as opposed to the, you know, more indie or electronic uh, end of Hausu's output. Kind of, what sent you in that direction in the first place? Um, I suppose it's always just been the music that I've been attracted to. Um, I suppose I listen to an awful lot of um, hip-hop and more electronic ventures, but every time I pick up a guitar, um, I always seem to fall back into the default of um, writing more pop tunes. Um, My weapon of choice is an acoustic guitar, so I suppose I'm kind of uh, stuck at a point that I don't have the um, equipment or the knowledge to make electronic music despite my fact that I thoroughly enjoy it um, so I guess it's just kind of what I've grown up listening to learning how to play learning to write so I suppose I'm stuck there now <laughs> and we'll hear one of your tunes live momentarily mm-hmm. uh, a little ditty that you've composed called Selfish uh, what's it about? Um, I suppose it's uh, my attempt at a saccharine love song um, spawning from I suppose less of love and more of fear of it I guess um, so it's my slightly insecure, paranoid uh, take on love. We'll hear from Arthur Valentine momentarily. That's all from this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from redfm.ie. Thank you very much for listening. And if you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes and now Google Podcasts, as well as other podcasting platforms. Please share this on your social media and make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig. And if you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen in to Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM, 104 to 106. Before you uh, give us a live rendition of Selfish, uh, maybe round up upcoming plugs for house activities in the coming weeks. Um, so I suppose on uh, the live front, most of our planning uh, and efforts has gone into the, uh, the listening party that was this weekend. Um, but besides that, Ghost King is Dead is playing Wednesday in Cypress Avenue, um, which is going to be a great show. He's been working really hard for it. Um, on the recording front Ghost King is Dead and Automatic Blue have work that was premiered over the weekend that's going to be coming out pretty soon um, which is going to be really really exciting we're all uh, can't wait to get it out there Um, and I guess what we're doing is by just bringing in slightly unfinished raw material it just kind of highlights the constant creative nature of what we're doing too right there's too much emphasis on kind of polish and kind of that creates the kind of envy that people are looking at you from the outside and going oh they have their shit together when it's a <laughs> slow and grinding process so for sure yeah, yeah, that's really really appreciated lads thanks a million for coming in and sharing your Monday night recording time with us thank you so much for having us coming up now we've got a live rendition of Selfish by Arthur Valentine this has been Red on Red and we'll talk to you next week Being too selfish when I ask you to love me more than your dog. And when I'm feeling worthless, I sit in silence. I know that is wrong, but you know where to find me. Trapped inside my mind, away for you. Oh baby, I'll be there for you Oh, 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 oh Cause I see nothing wrong With me and you, girl, for the rest of my life When my beauty's gone and I'm running cold Will you stay by my side? Cause I'm no good at being alone Yeah I see nothing wrong with me and you, girl, for the rest of my life. 
when my beauty's gone And I'm running cold You stay by my side Oh, 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 oh Cause I'm no good at being alone oh, oh, oh. No, I'm no good at being alone oh, oh. No, I'm no good at being alone oh, 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 oh. Don't ever wanna be alone oh, oh, oh. Thank you very much. <laughs> red on red.